On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we are back again with yet another offseason simulation, the fourth time through for us hosts here at the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today, I am going to sit in the chair of Howie Roseman and take you through an offseason simulation where general manager Gino Camilleri dips his hand into what he would do in terms of free agency, the draft, and keeping any Philadelphia Eagles free agents in-house. And that will take us through today's show here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to yet another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, where you can get us five days each and every week here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you here on an episode brought to you by our friends over at Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app today and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. And as I said to intro the show, we are back for the fourth time here on the Locked On Eagles podcast, bringing you the off-season simulation edition of the show. Today, me, Gino Camilleri, I am going to sit in the chair of Howie Roseman, and then tomorrow, Wednesday, Lou will do his off-season simulation, and all of our fans can really kind of give and take Parts of what I'm going to do, parts of what Lou is going to do. And what we do here is we try to focus on what we believe Howie Roseman would do. And to start it off, we're going to start with guys in-house. Because Howie Roseman, we know above everything else, likes to take care of his guys in the building. Likes to get those guys extended. Likes to take care of his free agents. And especially those guys that have those restricted free agent tags or exclusive agents, you usually see them sticking around here in Philadelphia. So I have the whole list here next to me. I went through each and every free agent that the Eagles have, regardless of their tag, if they're a restricted free agent, if they're an exclusive rights free agent, unrestricted free agent, I'm going to go through them all and see where I would put these guys in terms of keeping them, letting them walk, or maybe even tendering them if they are a restricted free agent. So to start out, we're going to start with the big name, Rodney McLeod, arguably the longest-termed eagle that is on this list right now. I have him on the list as a re-signee, one of those guys that comes back on a one-year deal, maybe retires after that, but they need bodies at the safety position, and where else would you go besides taking Rodney? McLeod signing him to yet again another deal, which would be his third contract here in Philadelphia to keep him in-house, to keep Jonathan Gannon's, I would say, commander on that defense in place. So these young guys that do come in can have somebody to lead the ship, and that being Rodney McLeod. Going to the other safety position, Anthony Harris. I have him walking in free agency. This safety class is too good. I want to see what else is out there in terms of free agency, looking around to other teams. Anthony Harris, I thought, played well. I don't think he played spectacular, but I thought he did well enough to play the position that he was signed for. I don't see him staying if they keep Rodney McLeod around, but who knows? They could flip-flop it. They could eat 
keep Anthony Harris. They could let our guy Rodney McLeod move on. Who knows? But I would be in favor of keeping McLeod, letting, letting Anthony Harris walk. Moving on, Derek Garnett, I say that the team is going to let him walk. He played at a $9.6 million price tag this season. I don't see them going anywhere near that number, especially after they re-signed Josh Sweat in a draft where Edge is, I would say, the bell of the ball. And then you have guys that you in a player like Teron Jackson, Milton Williams, who can go outside and play on that edge, as well as guys like Fletcher Cox, who took snaps at that position as well. Keeping on the edge, Ryan Kerrigan. See you later, man. I, I don't think this guy is going to be around Philadelphia much longer. I think he'll probably go play for a contender. And it took him 16 weeks to get his first tackle. I don't think the team is too pleased about what Ryan Kerrigan did for this team. Moving outside, on the other side of Darius Slay, Steven Nelson. You know my feelings about Steven Nelson if you followed me on Twitter, if you followed us here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I think they could find an upgrade in the draft. I think they could find an upgrade in free agency somewhere and in-house with all these young names that they have, Zach McPherson, Tay Gowan, so on and so forth. They have a ton of bodies there. Let somebody else, let the youth come in and play their way into a starting role opposite of Darius Slay. Going back to the offense or the defensive line, rather, there's two names that I would also let walk, Hassan Ridgeway and Jannard Avery. Jannard Avery will start with him. At the Sam Backer role, he's undersized at five foot eight, isn't the best athlete in the world, does have explosiveness to get into the backfield. But I believe Jonathan Gannon, now that we know he will be back as defensive coordinator, would like one of those Sam Backers that can play bigger, be a bigger body, 6'2", 6'3", could get after the quarterback, can also drop back into coverage. I think they're going to try and look in the draft at that position as well. A lot of those guys, those outside linebacker molds that specialize in getting to the passer would be there in this class. Going to Hassan Ridgeway, I don't think it's anything that Hassan did. I just think they have too many good players at that interior and guys that outsnapped Hassan last year who also has injury concerns in the past couple seasons. You bring in Milton Williams. You also have uh, Isaac uh, Tuapolotu as well on the interior, so you're going to want to bring him in for snaps as well. I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted another player there to bring in in the interior or a guy that can play inside and out, as we like to talk about here, having the versatility in Philadelphia. The last player I am letting walk is Jordan Howard. I know he has become a cult hero here in Philadelphia, but it's time to get younger there as well. Time to move on. Time to give more snaps to Kenny Gainwell. Get Miles Sanders back healthy. Allow him in a contract here to play up to what we believe Miles Sanders could be. And in this class, there are so many big bodies. We drafted Rashad White out of Arizona State on mock draft Monday. On Monday, I think there's guys like Brian Robinson out of Alabama that you could look at as well. There are tons of guys that stand 5'10", 5'11", 6 foot. That could come and fill that Jordan Howard role, which you could get for a percentage of the price you would have to pay to Jordan Howard. Let's get to the positives before we get into what we would do in terms of signing free agents and potential trades from this team. Maybe they let some guys walk. Maybe they get some draft picks for some of the guys that might be buried on the roster. But until then, we have some guys that we got to run through. No more UFAs. That's all the UFAs. They don't have a ton this go around, but they have a bunch of guys that are RFAs that I feel would be a wise move to tender these players. All of these guys, Boston Scott, Alex Singleton, Greg Ward, and Nate Herbig, I all believe 
deserve to have a tender on their RFA tag. Because one, I think Boston Scott, Singleton, Greg Ward, Herbig, they all played important roles for this team last season. And if a team wants to come in and give up a pick to take that guy off of your roster, I believe you go and do that. If a team wants to take a stab at Nate Herbig, you put a second or a third round tender on him, or maybe even a fourth if you're willing, yeah, go right ahead and do that. Boston Scott, the same type of thing. For as much production as he has brought you, I believe that you keep him in-house and keep him in that running back committee because all three of those guys and maybe an additional fourth were needed last season because these guys get banged up back there. They take a lot of hits and run first offense. Those guys were in and out of the lineup all season long. So I say keep Boston Scott around. Let him be that number two once again. Let him be one of those committee guys. Same with Alex Singleton in that linebacker committee. Same with Greg Ward in that wide receiver room. You're going to need experience there. Keep him in-house. He does good things for you. He's not really a liability at all in terms of the offense. And then you go to another guy in Nate Herbig, who was instrumental for helping you win some of those games last year. So I believe all of those guys will be tagged. The last player that has any free agent tag to his name is the only exclusive rights free agent on the team, Andre Chassery, backup safety, special teams ace. I think they get him for a one-year deal. Once again, bring him back. You bring him back for under a million dollars, and he's a guy who can really lead the way for this special teams unit. Once again, so that does it for the free agents in-house. In segment two, we're going to get into the guys outside of Philadelphia that we might want to bring in and maybe some guys that might see their way out the door because of some potential names that would be coming into Philadelphia. But before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at betonline.net. Now the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Bet online as you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Go on Super Bowl Sunday and just see how many props they have for that game. You'll be scrolling for 15 to 20 minutes. I tell you what, there are so many for the big game. It is one of the biggest days in betting throughout the world. So make sure you do it today at betonline.net. It's the easiest way to do it. You can go online, go on your phone, go on your iPad, whatever device you have, and bet any sport that you like, pro or college hoops. You could bet soccer if you like that, UFC, boxing. The list goes on and on. BetOnline has it all. You can just bet the line if you like to. You can bet player props and create your own player props if you like that as well. And don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that betonline.net has today. BetOnline, where the game starts. This show is also brought to you by our friends over at Get Upside. Hey, everybody, you know by now who I am. I'm Gino Camilleri, host of this show, the Locked On Eagles podcast, and I always use Get Upside. I just have to. I just got a job where I'm coaching JV lacrosse. Thirty minutes away, I get the Get Upside app. I put gas into my car each and every day that I do it. I get money back simply by using a promo code Touchdown, where I'm allowed to get up to twenty five cents per gallon back on my first fill up. And then after that, each and every time you buy gas, you're gonna get it right to your phone. You could get it in your bank. You could get it on gift cards. You could do whatever you want with that money because it's yours, and it's gonna go right back into your pocket with Get Upside. Download that app today and use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to take advantage of all the great offers that they have. Welcome on back, everybody, to segment two here on this Tuesday edition of the show on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Your first listen of each and every day. I am Gino Camilleri, your host. 
As always, as you know by now, we're over 800 episodes here at LOE. Tomorrow, Lou is going to bring you his offseason simulation, but let's get right back to it. We are going to go outside of Philadelphia with some guys that I would bring in. I got four names here that I highlighted, and I kind of I try to anticipate what a deal might look like for this player. I'm going to start out with the lower deals and then work our way up. I started here with a guy in Trey Flowers at cornerback, former Seattle Seahawk, currently playing for Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. I project him at a one-year, $1.5 million deal. He's a special teams ace. He would be a veteran body to come in and man that other cornerback position in a competition until somebody really goes ahead and takes that role. He isn't much of a man cover guy, so you're going to have to do a lot more, I would say, zone quarters coverage with him on that side. But allow Darius Slay to play man on the other side, get a veteran, in Trey Flowers for a cheap deal, bring him to camp, see what he can do, and then maybe you draft a guy in the first round in Mod Sauce Gardner who you could bring in and let compete against the guy like Trey Flowers. Another player that I would look to bring in, and he does a lot of everything. He's a returner. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. Isaiah McKenzie from Buffalo. I would sign him looking at a two-year, six to six-and-a-half million-dollar deal to come in and take that role on the special teams unit as the kick returner. If you saw what Isaiah McKenzie did for Buffalo on offense as well, he was really integrated in a lot of those jet sweeps, a lot of those move style roles, bring in another element like that to the offense, get an athlete as good as Isaiah McKenzie is. And I think the rewards are going to pay off for themselves in a cheap deal for a guy who you could get these guys out there, but somebody who's as good as Isaiah McKenzie and has done it as high of a clip as he has, it's tough to find guys like that. So I would say Isaiah McKenzie, you're looking for a special teams guy. The first two signings, I went for special teams, of course, but the next two are impact guys. One on the offensive side of the ball, one on the defensive side of the ball. We'll start with defense. You know I had to go to the safety position. Letting Anthony Harris walk like I did and Rodney McLeod being as old as he is, Kevon Wallace having that injury history, and Marcus Epps being your only other safety, I wanted to dip into this very, very good safety talent that is coming in to free agency. And this unrestricted free agent class is one of the better ones you will see at the safety position. I'm going to go to a team. I'm going to go down south to NFC South, and I'm going to the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to try to sign Marcus Williams. I'm saying three years, $40 million could probably get it done. If you look at the bigger name safety signings over the past few seasons, they've been anywhere in the realm of 11 to $14 million per year. If you get them at 40 over three, you're getting them around 13.3 per year. I would say to get an impact safety like that at a position where you're not really paying a ton of money in that defensive secondary outside of Avante Maddox and Slay, who are cornerbacks, you need to invest some money at that safety position, especially for what safeties are asked to do in today's game. Marcus Williams could come in into this division, be a guy that could play man, be a big nickel type of player, and really play free safety and do everything you would want out of a free-range free safety on that back end. Going to the offense and the last free agent signing I have, and I just wanted to take a look at four to five guys, and this one was so hard to pass up for me, and I'm going with DJ Chark, DJ Chark, DJ, yeah, you get it by now, DJ Chark coming out of Jacksonville, a player who is going to get a boatload of money as that second wide receiver, in my opinion. I have him at four years, $44 million, $11 million 
per season, your wide receiver room, much like your safety room, is very cheap as it stands. You could take some of that money in this pool and invest it in one of those second wide receivers that, much like the safety class, is very, very deep. You got Juju Smith-Schuster. You could take a look at Mike Williams. You got a guy like DJ Chark, who's on the lower end of what I think these guys are going to get paid. If you want to take maybe the fourth or fifth best option, and maybe a guy who won't get as much as a Mike Williams or a Juju or an Allen Robinson, I'm taking a look at DJ Chark. What he did in Jacksonville in an offense that really wasn't that great as we know, he would be a very good compliment to Devontae Smith, in my opinion. He brings that big-bodied element to it. He can get down the field. He can win 50-50 balls. He could be a possession receiver if you need him. DJ Chark is the last free agent signing that I have. And to make sure we have some spots on the roster, I did some finagling at the wide receiver position. I started... And this one caught me to my core by cutting J.J. Arthaga Whiteside. He still is on a rookie deal, but I don't know if you could keep him around in that wide receiver room because he's very limited in what he's going to give you on offense. As well as another player in Jalen Rager, who I shipped out of town for a sixth-round pick just to get him off of the roster and get a fresh start there. Because you're going to bring in bodies at wide receiver in this offseason, in my opinion. I I don't think they're going to sit on their hands. I think they want to improve that second position, especially Rager really isn't playing out to be that guy that you thought he was going to be. Kenny Gainwell can do a lot more than a guy like Jalen Rager can in the role that you prescribe to him. So give those snaps to Kenny, give those snaps to DJ Chark. You get a six round pick in a guy like Jalen Rager. And then the last trade I make before we get into the draft and what I would do early on in the draft in segment three, the last move I'm making is trying to move Andre Dillard. Not because I thought he played bad, but because the need for offensive line and especially left tackle talent is at an all-time high. If you look at Cincinnati, I don't know how they're playing in the Super Bowl with their offensive line the way it is. There are teams out there that have a win-now mentality that would love to add a guy like Andre Dillard. You could get a fourth or maybe even a third-round pick for a guy like that because he's on the offensive line. You do it any day of the week. You have Jordan Maialata. You sign LaRaven Clark to be your swing tackle. You really set there. Try and get an asset for a player that would be buried on that offensive depth chart. So that'll do it for the whole free agent portion. When we come back, I'm going to finish up talking some draft. I know we did mock draft Monday yesterday on that show, but I'm going to say what I would do with those first four selections in the 2022 draft. But before I get to that, you got to remember that it's Super Bowl week and get upside is sponsoring our friends down in LA right now. I mean, you can follow the Lockdown NFL podcast, check out everything they're doing on Radio Row. We have you covered all week long down there as well. And this and all the shows are brought to you by Rock Auto as well on the NFL Podcast Network here at Locked On. And if you want to save time and money, you want to save 30, 40, 50% on all your auto parts and you don't want to wait in line while somebody behind the counter is questioning you, do you really know what you're talking about? And they only bring you what they have in-house. No, don't do that anymore. Make sure you go to rockauto.com today and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. All 
All right, everyone, welcome on back here to this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. Gino Camilleri finishing up the show with you today, going through our off-season simulation. Segment one, I talked about all the in-house guys where I thought they would stand. Segment two, I got into some moves that I cut J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, I traded away Jalen Rager, Andre Dillard, and I brought in four free agents into the building. And why I don't have them taking more free agents and adding them is because they have 11 picks in this year's class. I'm not going to make all 11, but I went through what I would do with the first four selections. Pick number one, I went with Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I went with him yesterday in our mock draft as well. I just think he's a perfect complement to Darius Slay. Bring him in here and let him train to be the future cornerback number one here. He played so well at Cincinnati, allowed 13 yards. Yes, 13 yards per game in his senior season really is one of the better cornerbacks that we have seen in the past couple drafts. The second pick, I went with Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. We've picked him a couple times over the past couple weeks here on the Locked On Mock Draft Monday show. He's a guy that can line up anywhere, inside, outside. Could really be a nickel cover guy for you as well. They need speed and athleticism at that second linebacker position. Devin Lloyd and Ahmad Sauce Gardner would bring that to you in back-to-back picks. I didn't make a third first-round pick because I traded that selection. I traded back with Tampa Bay, who currently doesn't have a quarterback, and in this class they might be sitting at 19 and one of those guys falls to them. So what I did is I said, hey, Tampa, you're going to give us your first-round pick in 2023. We'll move back to to pick 27, and you can make that selection at pick 19. So I moved that pick. We move back to pick 27, and we're sitting here again. I'm taking a guy in George Karloftis, who we also took yesterday, but has fallen a bit in some of these media mock drafts because of the other edge rushers in this class. And you walk away with so much talent in the beginning of this class that in day two, you're sitting there saying, okay, what am I going to do now that I've hit all of those areas of need? Hey, let's double up. I went with my Jai Sanders. Out of Cincinnati, I went with two edge rushers, a corner, and then additionally, I went with a linebacker. Three huge areas of need. You double up at one of them. I'm going for talent here. I want as many good football players on this team as we can. And I think we did a good job with that in this offseason simulation, in taking in some of our free agents that would leave the building if we didn't resign them, bringing in some guys that are off the street and will be new to this team, and then also bringing in some high-quality draft picks. So that'll do it here on our off-season simulation edition of the show. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day, five days a week here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Make sure you check out Lou's off-season simulation edition tomorrow. And then we will be back with two more shows after that. You know where to catch us. Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey. You can catch us on YouTube where you can watch each and every show. Follow us on Twitter right now until Super Bowl Sunday on our Lockdown Eagles Twitter account. All you have to do is retweet the pinned tweet on our account, which says that you will enter to get a chance to win an authentic Philadelphia Eagles jersey for free. All you got to do right now through Super Bowl Sunday is retweet 
that tweet. We're announcing the winner the night of the draft on our live show, so you still have plenty of time to enter. But make sure you go do that today. Make sure you check out everything on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you make your second listen of each and every day. Locked On Bets with your boy Q, who has been killing it this football season and hopefully will take you into Super Bowl Sunday. And that'll do it for me, Gino Camilleri, here on this edition of the Locked On Eagles Podcast. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone downloading, watching us, reading, subscribing, interacting with us on Twitter. That'll do it for me, Gino Camilleri, signing off. As always, fly, Eagles, fly.